0: the hedge funds are once again shorting gold and silver again historically more often than not when this when this this structure develops on the commitment of traders report it 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 precedes a big move in the sector greetings land of arcadia economics my name is dave kranzler and Mm -hmm. Uh, my website is investmentresearchdynamics.com, and I published the Mining Stock Journal and Short Seller Journals, and there's links to those on my website. So today, I wanted to discuss some factors, a couple new factors, in fact, that um, I believe should push the price of gold and high, gold and silver higher over the course of the next few months. Now, obviously, we're in a period of seasonally strong demand coming from India, as well as um, pretty much most of the Eastern hemisphere. Um, but these are these a are, couple of these are new factors, a couple of them are old, and I, I think they will help lead to higher prices for gold and silver. The first, this episode is sponsored, as always, by Silver Viper. You can find its stock under VIPRF on the OTC bulletin board and VIPR on the Toronto Venture Exchange. And Silver Vipers advancing its Law Virginia project and silver project in Sonora, Mexico. So over the last three or four weeks, I've had emails from several subscribers asking me the Silver Viper hasn't had a lot of news flow lately other than a financing a few months ago. And um, the stock's been pushed down quite a bit. It's 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 down at $0.07 cents a share, 6 $0.07 cents a share. I, I, I think it's bottomed here. Um, but I contacted Steve Koch, the CEO, to find out if there were any news catalysts coming that might help move the stock higher, especially if... Um, especially if the price of gold and silver take off. So, and um, they are in the process of planning a drill program. They're still finalizing their targets. Um, one of the, the, the first thing they're gonna drill is the El Ruby deposit zone. And they're gonna look to expand the, the footprint and hopefully expand the, the mineralization and mineral content of the, of the resource and then after that, they're going to test um, a, a new target zone. It was a discovery made. I forget. I don't know. Within the last twelve or eighteen months, I believe it's called El Molino. If you're interested, um, and so they're they're looking to expand just in general the mineralized footprint on the on the project property. So the catalyst that could move the stock. And let's just say. And they don't have a definitive date. Steve said he wants to start as quickly as possible, um, but you know they're not going to start poking holes in the ground until they're they're confident about where they're putting the drill. But let's just say the pro- Let's just say the drilling starts next month. Um, maybe it finishes in I don't know. I'm just guesstimating December, so you start seeing drill results probably in February. I'm just guessing on that timeline. Um, and then after that, they'll release an updated resource estimate. And so, I mean, if they if they make if they they have some good drill assays, or they even make some new discoveries with this drill program, I mean, it it should put a booster engine. It should light the booster engine under the stock. Um, and if we get a nice move in silver, I really think that this stock is one that could triple, quadruple over the next, I don't know, nine to twelve months, let's say. So let's move on to the topic du jour, or I should say the biweekly topic. And the, the first factor, I'm sure most of you saw the reports that um, the the government's treasury debt has gone over 33 trillion. And the, the treasury debt is in an irreversible upward debt spiral. And the, the, the debt is starting to actually, it's on the cusp of going parabolic. And once, once, you know, once a, a system, an economic system, a, a country gets into this situation, this is the type of thing that leads to hyperinflation and the annual interest payments on the treasury debt are, are soon going to be over a trillion dollars on an annualized basis and the reason why this should be very bullish for gold is a it's it's going you know you're gonna the foreign buyers are going to soon abandon financing the treasury debt because they're going to lose confidence in the dollar they're gonna they're they, I mean they already probably look at this country as being egregiously mismanaged and that that's that's gonna push up the price price of gold in terms of dollars because eventually what's going to have to happen is the fed's going to have to start financing a good portion of this so that means they're going to be printing more money and um obviously that's going to be bullish for gold i mean i expect i I personally think that when you see this really go parabolic and it's all uh, as this increases it it devalues the value of the dollar. And as it starts to go parabolic, I mean, we, we could end up going Weimar at some point. And I'm not saying that's gonna happen in the next 12, 18 months, but it certainly could within the next 18 to 24 months. And so obviously that's extremely bullish for gold. And the second, the second catalyst or second factor is um, and I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but Russia announced a few months back that um if you recall, they had they had halted their central bank gold buying, presumably because they were getting their their the revenues going into the country were getting hit from um the the restraints put on by the US on you know the rest of the world buying Russian oil. Well, obviously they've been getting around that. Uh, especially now that the price of oil is going higher, they're they're probably <laughs> getting flush with cash again, and so they announced a couple months ago that they're going to start buying gold again, um, and so that's you know one source of soaking up supp- the supply of physical bars. The the second catalyst and um, the discussion about why the the um, premiums for gold on the Shanghai Gold Exchange were. I, like gone crazy to the upside. and um, it, it, you know the, the the explanation was that um, China put import curbs on gold going into the country and that was to that was because the wand had gotten weak. and what happens is is they they need to convert their wand to dollars and that creates in order to buy, to settle the gold trade, or, or the gold purchases. And what that does is it 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 it's it basically acts as a capital flight of wands outside and then out to, outside the country, leaving the country. And then the the entities that presumably banks that um, exchanged wand for dollars, they dumped the wand, and that's why the wand was getting pushed down. Well, the wand stabilized. um, it started to move higher again and um as you can see here this this came out last week they've temporarily the temporary curbs are are um lifted and china's going to start uh, re-importing a lot of gold now it'll drive down the premiums on the shanghai gold exchange but that'll just increase demand even more so that's another bullish factor um the third I guess may call the fourth factor, um, and I think I mentioned this maybe in the last episode. But on the COMEX, per the weekly commitment of traders report, um, the banks are reducing their short exposure to gold and silver, and at the same time, the hedge funds are um, reducing their long their long side and increasing their short side. Now that a lot, so I like to look at the disaggregated cot report, as opposed to the one that just shows commercials. um, I forget what the three categories are, um, commercial uh, investment and irrelevant, which would be retail, I guess. But anyway, I don't even care because I I look at the disaggregated report because it contains more detailed information as much as we can trust this information. So this is the the cot report that was released Friday for the previous Tuesday and you can see here this is silver the banks reduced their the short side um, sold a, a few long contracts and their their net short a little less than 3000 contracts at one point about a month ago i think they were actually net long um silver contracts and i think as part of their their uh price management arrangement with with the fed i i think they um because silver started moving higher i think they kind of went short again to try and push the price down um the managed money which are primarily hedge funds and and ctas um and they you know th- these are this is momentum trade based trading it's they don't invest here because this is this isn't investing in gold and silver because these accounts don't take delivery of their gold and silver for the most part and if they do take delivery of their gold and silver they they leave it on the comex and you know that that doesn't do anything for the price of gold unless the gold and silver leave the comex and reduces the supply of 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 gold in the vaults on the comex and makes it harder for the banks to cover their shorts and and manage the price. So at any rate, the hedge funds are once again, shorting gold and silver. You can see down here, they shorted quite a few gold contracts last week through Tuesday, and they are almost net short silver again. And again, historically, more often than not, when this when this this structure develops on the Commitment of Traders report, it, it it precedes a big move in the sector. Now that doesn't mean the move's going to happen right away. It, it usually doesn't. It could be two or three months down the road. Um, but combined with some of these other factors that I've that I've already mentioned, um, you know, I think there's going to be upward pressure on the price of physical gold. Now, there's a couple new factors that have emerged in the last really the last week. The first thing is, um, the price of gold hit a record high in Saudi Arabia, and um, you know their their currency is the rial, and it, it's at a record high now. Now, some of you might say, "Well, that's maybe the rial is depreciated versus the dollar, and that that's what it is." Well, no, it's not that. It's 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 demand for gold. People over in Saudi Arabia and investment entities, the public, they're converting their rial into gold. And the reason why I know it's not a, a a currency situation other than maybe losing confidence in the real is that um from roughly late last September through through just call this April, the real actually appreciated versus the dollar and and then it's it's basically gone sideways since April. So it's it's the the price of gold, price in reals, hasn't hit a record there because the it's the reals depreciating against the dollar. Hit a record there because because people over there um, would prefer to prefer to own gold than than their own currency. Another interesting aspect that emerged last week is that. Um, and I don't. It was in a Reuters article. The Reuters does a, a pretty good job covering the global gold market, and the the premiums that the Japanese are paying for gold in Japan hit an all time high. And so that and there's not import quotas on gold going into Japan, so that doesn't explain it. Um, the premiums have hit an all time high because obviously demand is exceeding the supply over there people are willing to pay more than the spot price of gold priced in yen Um, and and that means that dealers can charge more and and what that means is that there's going to be more physical gold flowing into japan Uh, another source of soaking up the global supply of 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 gold and that will push the price higher Uh, another uh, factor that a lot of you probably are are familiar with (laughs) <laughs> is the sentiment i mean the sentiment is is down in the mariana trench with whale shit it's it's really it's really poor someone circulated a picture of of the lobby area at the denver gold forum going on this week in colorado springs and it looked like a morgue and i chatted with someone who was there and he said it's it's very quiet and we've seen this in the past there have been times when then these conferences when the price of gold has has been you know, relentlessly capped or pushed lower for extended periods of time, like we we're experiencing now, and all of a sudden interest at a lot of these conferences dries up, and I mean it's funny how how sentiment works as a contrarian indicator, but more often than not, it usually means that the sector is getting is bottoming and getting ready for a big move. Um. One last thing I just wanted to talk about, and I think I mentioned last time that I am very excited by the trading action in gold. And I'm sorry, this I didn't do a good job labeling this chart, but this is a one-year daily um, chart of the price of gold. And you can see here that, and this, the same thing applies to silver in terms of the trading action. You can see here that the price of gold Uh, hasn't been below 1900 since like early March, earlier this year. And it it moved up over 2000 and came back down profit-taking price management from the banks, you know, the usual suspects, profit-taking by the hedge funds, CTAs. And, but since the end of June, there's been a few attempts to try and get gold down to 1900. They can't even get gold down to 1900 now. And every time it's kind of sold off and bounced off this little trend line, you know, it's, it just keeps bouncing off of it. And um, late last week, gold that was pushed down to the 200-day moving average. It gapped below it really briefly on Thursday and then popped back above it and closed well above it on Friday. And it's it's looks like it's starting to move a little higher here. It's hard to see, but um it closed right on the fifty day moving average. And I think if we if it pushes above that this week, you know we're going to see another run to two thousand. silver, you know, just off the top of my head, the chart looks similarly with more volatility in it. Um, this this kind of lower band is can be defined around twenty two fifty. but every time it's it's been pushed below twenty three, it doesn't stay there very long, like sometimes less than 24 hours, like last week last week uh, on Thursday, and it bounced right back above 23, and it's closed above 23 today. So um, in summary, th- those are those are the factors that sorry, there's a fly buzzing around my office. Those are the factors that um I think that have a really good shot at. Pushing the price of gold higher um, in the coming months. And again, I don't I don't put time frames on this. And people who demand time frames from analysts, well, put your own damn time frames on it. And I'm giving you the information that I have and and what I think is going to happen. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, but I we have seasonality in our favor. We've got supply and de- global supply and demand in our favor. And we've got. <laughs> a U.S. government that is about ready to start issuing debt at a parabolic rate. And those will all all converge and act as a very powerful upward force on the price of gold and silver. So with that, I'd just like to mention that the next new issue of my Money Stock Journal will be released this afternoon. Uh, My good friend and colleague, Trevor Hall, turned me on to an idea of a stock that's gotten the crap beaten out of it. Um, And it's a junior early stage explorer. And I I think it, I'm not talking to the management until tomorrow. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening. Um, But I am having a conversation with the CEO on Wednesday. And just from looking at all its information, going through all the historical news releases, um, how this how this company has evolved. Um, I, I think this thing has the potential to be a five to 10 bagger on the assumption that we get a nice big big bull move in gold and silver. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can find a link to my mining stock journal with more information on it at investmentresearchdynamics.com. And until next time, as I always like to say, please enjoy what you can as much as you can while you still can, because I think things are going to start getting really ugly in this country over the next few months. See you in two weeks.